The Versecast is brought to you by Engine. Create your free community website at enjin.com. So yum, so wow. I, I guess I actually have to be able to do that like um, with an anime voice. I can't. <laughs> You're a fan of Big Benny's too. I, I like I like the noodles. Jimmy, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, I missed you. It's been a hiatus, a bit of a hiatus. It has been a while. How, how do we do this? I don't remember. I, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> we were supposed to push buttons and talk and stuff, right? I think I think so. I think so. Yeah, no, it's it's been a while. It was um it was a, a nice break. Um, it's good to be back. Um, we have because it's been a while. We we got some cool stuff to talk about, and uh, we are those guys with ships. And this is our episode number one hundred and eighteen. This is the Versecast, the best damn Star Citizen podcast. In this show, we discuss development news to do with the best damn space sim, Star Citizen. It's true stories. Yeah, today is July 18th, 2946. Happy birthday, Dietrich! Happy He's not going to hear it. Happy birthday, yeah. Dietrich. He's not going to hear it until after his birthday, because today is actually his birthday, and this won't go out until tomorrow, but you know. It's, a, it's all right. It's a day late, but still, it's amazing. Should I do my um, Marilyn Monroe happy birthday? Please. I was hoping you'd say no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you ready? Yeah. Happy birthday to you happy birthday to you happy birthday mr dietrich happy birthday to you Boop, boop, be doo. I like that. Did you feel a little something down in your nethers? Uh, I was, I was going to say, uh, uh, what are you wearing? <laughs> negligee. Oh, nice. And speaking of negligees, well, no. Bad segue. That's a, not a good segue <laughs> at all. <laughs> um, uh, Mr. Ben Lesnick is is in the hospital right now. And uh, gosh darn it, uh, please, Mr. Ben, gets, get better quick. Uh, we we need you, and uh, so he's uh, he's battling an infection, a pretty serious infection, I guess it is. And uh, I know that uh, Sandy uh, tweeted out a picture at lunchtime today showing uh, the whole uh, crew or a contingent uh, from CIG uh, Santa Monica um, or Santa Monica or LA now um, uh, visiting Ben in the hospital. So um, uh, warm wishes uh, to Ben and uh, uh, thoughts, prayers for a speedy recovery. Absolutely, here, here. 
Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. And um, also, like, it has been a while um, since we we last recorded, and uh, it, God, it's just, it's been a weird world um, in the last month, and uh, there's a... Uh, we're here to kind of talk about the happy stuff, uh, but we we also want to acknowledge that there's a lot of unhappy going on in the world, and um, um, so uh, our thoughts and prayers, uh, wishes for relief, um, are are out there for uh, for those who are suffering. Um, so um, let's uh, let's see if we can uh, turn uh, turn off the uh, the rest of the world for a little bit and uh, talk about uh, what makes us happy. I like it. Our citizen. I like it a lot. Uh, all right. Um, okay, uh, Jimmy, you got the, uh, uh, the I forget what what was the the uh, theater of the mind uh, prop that we're using for uh, the the wall of spoilers. What what was it? Game of Thrones spoilers happening in three, two, one, go. Okay, uh, well, seven minutes. You can come back. Oh yeah, seven minutes. Wow, seven minutes. You- That's so specific. <laughs> I, you know, I, I've, I've rehearsed it and rehearsed it and rehearsed it. It's going to take exactly seven minutes. All right. Seven minutes and go. So all we need to talk about is the season finale. Episode number 10 for this year. The music was amazing. Definitely Google that up on the YouTubes. I, I will actually, I'll put a link in the show notes to it. Um, uh, it was remarkable. It was, it was so haunting, so bleak. Um, it was just beautiful the way that they constructed that. Uh, sometimes, sometimes music... Um, you know, you, good acting, good sets, good story conveys uh, an emotion, but music, in my opinion, really kind of puts the bow on that. And good music will will send um, or, or or put out there the the vibe of that particular scene. In some cases, better than the acting and better than the set pieces. Um, and yeah. The music in this uh, in this episode was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's worthy of an award. If if they they give awards for that kind of stuff, don't they? Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. Good. All right, and so just kind of you know recapping real quick what happened. Um, you know, I did not see Cersei's move coming, uh, though in retrospect, I should have known that something was up from the previous episode when Kyburn. Uh, whispered into her ear uh, following Tommen's declaration abolishing the trial by combat. Um, wow. Uh, so many dead. I mean, Grandmaster Grand Pycelle. I mean, these are all characters that have been with us since the beginning. Um, Grandmaster Pycelle, all, all the Tyrells damn near, uh, Lancel, uh, Marjorie, uh, her father mm-hmm. Mace, all the Sparrows. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to miss Jonathan Price, you know, sad. Um but um, and it was funny because uh, prior to the episode, because I, I was watching the West Coast feed, uh, Lacondi and I were in chat before the show aired on the on the West Coast. Uh, he, he had seen the East Coast feed, and he uh, he said to me, "No spoilers, uh, but totally expected the boom, just not the plop." And I was like, "God, well, what does that mean?" And of course, yeah, yeah. he was talking <laughs> yeah, about Tommen. about about Tommen's exit, which was total Wiley e. Coyote Warner Brothers cartoon. <laughs> it just it was like, and the way that they did it, it was just perfect. It was like, yeah, wow, wow. Um, he was he was completely alone. He he didn't have anyone to turn to. He knew he sold his mother out. He was just like I. I am. I am not worthy of being king, and I'm not worthy of being alive. Or alive. So see ya. And I, I honestly can't say I blame him. I mean, the kid was a tool. You know, he was. He was. A, he was a pawn. Right. In everybody's game, the moment he ascended to the crown, his brother was the tool. He was the pawn. 
Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, no, his brother was a lunatic. His brother was... You couldn't control his brother. He was like a mad dog in some respects. Well, I mean, you know, that's a tool in my book. Dude, hmm. dude was a tool. <laughs> but yeah, poor Tommen. He, he, you know, it's like with, with the right guidance and the right people behind him, he, he could have, you know, he could have eventually grown to be a decent king. He seemed to have... You know, he seemed to try, and he seemed to want to have a good moral compass. He, he wanted to make good decisions. Yeah, he yeah. really did. Right. And, well, that didn't happen. Yeah, unfortunately, his last decision... Um, actually, his last decision may have been his best one, because who knows what Cersei would have done to him. <sighs> yeah, it, w- it, was not, it was not a pretty prospect for his future. Uh, if anything, I, it's you know it's really weird. I don't know how what Cersei would have done with him because she did kind of need him out of the way, um, or she needed to be able to control him fully. Oh, so she got what she wanted. I mean, she did. She didn't oh, get it the she, way she wanted it, but she got what but, she yeah. really wanted. Oh, absolutely, yeah, no question. Yeah. Um, did you catch the Shakespeare reference? No. The, the uh, a little Titus Andronicus. Did you ever see that mm. movie with Anthony Hopkins? Uh, I don't think so, no. All right. Well, so the the sons of Frey fed to Father Frey in a pie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a good movie. Check it out. It, it's actually um, um, pretty entertaining. Okay. Um, um, and, uh, but never, you know, never mind the Arya fast travel to get there in time for that and where she found a face to use. Um, it just, I, I give up. But, um, well, here, here's the thing. She, she, has, she has trained in that art and she, she knows how, how to do it. So I would imagine, obviously, she had to kill somebody to take that face. Right. But I will say at the very end, um, she looked a little um, sadistic and uh, cruel, and uh, I'm, I'm a little concerned for her well-being. She has a list. She's checking it twice. Uh-huh, but she's a certain kind of glee in her eye. Oh, yeah. Although, I guess, you know, if my entire family had been wiped out, um, I would probably feel the same way. There you go. Um, we know now, for sure, that Jon Snow isn't Ned's bastard. No. Yep. Uh, no, he's Lyanna's bitch. <laughs> Just, <laughs> Settle down. No, no, wait. That's not the way that works. Um, anywho, um, we are almost totes for sure that he's a Targaryen. Um, Danny's nephew, uh, dare we put too fine mm-hmm. a point on it. And he's now also the king in the north, thanks to Lady Mormont, who is about the most no-nonsense eight-year-old with a, you know... Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, she's, yeah, seri- she is serious business. Yeah, yeah. I, I like her. She's like one of my new favorite characters. I do. Yeah, I do, too. Which means she must die. Um, and uh, Melisandre got the boot uh, to part south. Yeah. Uh, now, you mark my words, Jimmy. She will end up hooking up with Dondarrion and the rest of whatever remains of the Brotherhood of whatever it is they're calling themselves now. With or without the Hound. We don't know if the Hound is going with them north or not. Um, some people th- seem to think he's going to head south to uh, uh, climb the mountain, as it were. But um, Clegane Gate. Yeah, right. Or Cl- Clegane Cl- Bowl. Clegane Bowl. Yeah, yeah Clegane Bowl. Yeah. Um, do you think... Uh, I? I I have a sneaking suspicion, and I don't think that this is a, should be a shocker to anybody. Um, I think Jamie is going to kill Cersei. You know what? I, I would not be surprised. I, would I think he's I, he, he can get close to her. Mm-hmm. So I, I have a feeling. I just guess here, but I have a feeling he's going to strangle her with Officially his one single. hand. 
I think we, I, I, th- I think we can, we can, we can yeah. state that uh, with some acerity. Well, the whole, uh, the whole thing about that, the whole inner conflict with him in the previous episode, um, you know, the, the, the being a good man, like you can tell that there is a decent, there, there can be a decent person in Jamie Lannister, and you can, oh, yeah. and in the last five seasons, you've watched him kind of grow from being really kind of a self-absorbed. I was going to say. Uh, uh, not a good tool. word. Yeah, okay. Yeah, a self-absorbed tool into someone that, that does have some sense of compassion and some sense of loyalty um, and some, some sense of empathy. So the, mm-hmm. the look on his face when he saw uh, Cersei uh, get the crown, I, it just it just struck me as like, he's going to kill her. And I think that that actually falls in line with the witch's prediction from like, what was it, season one or season two? Right, right. I think it was, yeah, it was one of the earlier seasons. Yeah. But um, I well, I think it's a it's a great story arc. The, Jamie's redemption, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it totally. really, it really is. And I, so I got I've got a question here for you. Okay. Um, how long does it take to get from Meereen to Dorne, then back to Meereen, then well on your way back to Dorne again? Uh, like a half an episode. <clears throat> the answer is it, vi- <laughs> it varies. It varies. It, it, it varies. It varies. Huh? Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> Ridiculous. Stop it. <laughs> All right. And uh, you tweeted out today a link uh, to an article in Variety saying that we are getting seven se- or seven episodes next season. Uh, uh, season Is it season seven? I guess it is, huh? Yeah. Uh, season seven. Seven episodes for season seven. And uh, that it's not going to start until the summer. Seven episodes in season seven starting in the summer. Yep. And Say then, that ten times fast. And then there should only be seven more episodes for uh, season eight. Yeah. So... So that means it's roughly a year away mm-hmm. right now, next season. So yep. it's like I'm, I'm, I'm feeling disconnected. I'm feeling like um, this may be the last we ever speak of this. Well, at least this year. Okay. Walk, right. walk, Walking Dead's back in October. Well, there you go. And so is maybe Squadron 42. Ooh, maybe. Maybe. So anyway, uh, spoiler, uh, we went a little long there, so we apologize uh, for the bad joke at the end, but that didn't give anything away. And besides, if you haven't seen the finale by now, what's wrong with you? Spoiler segment closing in three, two, one. We ready for some Star Citizen? I'm ready for some polo shirts. I wouldn't, no. Nope. Clear the decks. Polo shirts. Nope. Come and get them. If I can spend the entirety of my life having never put a polo shirt on, I will consider it a victory. How many did you order, Jimmy? Not a one. Hey, hey me too. <laughs> <laughs> How about that Big Benny t-shirt, though? Hmm? All right. So, like, looking at the shirt, I didn't know what kind of quality it was. I, I am kind of a, a clothes horse. I, I like certain materials. I like comfy shirts. Um, it, it looked a little bit on the cheaper side, but mm-hmm. I cannot resist a Big Benny's t-shirt. You know, if it had been the one like the delivery guy was wearing in that, you know, that ad or that commercial that we first saw, um, I would have totally been all over it. But um, as it was, it like the logo didn't look big enough to me. It was like, it well, was, it's embro- you know, it, is it isn't it embroidered? No, well, no. Uh, you will also receive a pat. Oh, mm-hmm. oh. Along with it, um, because you're a subscriber, um, that was the deal for subscribers. Twenty five bucks gets you the shirt and the patch. Oh, Non-subscribers, missed... twenty five bucks for the shirt alone. I missed that. Uh, but it's just like an applique, I believe. Well, that's good. The um, patch is totally worth it. 
Do you, do you wear patches? No, but, you know, it's still... The patch is awesome. <laughs> patches rule. Patches are the best. They're the best. So, um, you know, I it's I like Big Benny's. I mean, uh, did you had you seen the ballad of Big Benny yet? I did. It was amazing. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. And I don't know if you if you saw it on Around the Verse when um, uh, the most recent Around the Verse when uh, Disco uh, introduced it uh, for the first time. Uh, but I, I I had no idea that Years One Hundred is like about sixteen years old. He's got a, a very good. Um a very good road ahead of, ahead of him as far as being a, uh, an, a a content editor. Somebody, how can somebody that young be that talented? Well, if you have a passion for it, I mean, the thing is, it's never been easier. You can, you know, the, the tools to edit um, video content or even on your phone. Yeah, I, I I know. I'm just I'm just remembering back in the day, Jimmy, when we had to draw all these things by hand and I had, send them off for processing. I had my dad's eight millimeter film camera, and it was a lot of fun to shoot. Film, but it was a nightmare setting up the projector to play it. Oh yeah, let alone editing or. Oh, that didn't happen. No, yeah, there was no editing. Yeah. So, all right. Well, um, so uh, you got a T-shirt and a patch. I did not. Um, I'm just going to have to walk around naked. No, no, no. I'm not because we have those guys with ships merch announcement. What? T-shirts, Jimmy, they are getting close. What? They're going to be $19.40 plus shipping, and you'll be able to get your name on the back. What? And that's at cost. So we're not we're not doing this to like make money. This is this is a total community thing like we just want uh, folks to uh, be able to proudly uh, display to the world um, or the underside or the inside of their dress shirt anyway uh, that they are proud members of the Those Guys with Ships organization uh, pictures are coming soon so stay tuned for that but we just wanted to let folks uh, know that it is uh, it is forthcoming and you will be able to see things on our website which is versecast.org awesome very cool I'm excited I have excitement But that's not all. No, 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 no. Those guys with ships, phone cases. Yes. That's insanity. Is your phone smart, Jimmy? It is very smart, actually. Both of them are (laughs) smart. You need to check the thread in our forums. Uh, These are really, really cool. Um, uh, We'll post a link in the show notes. Uh, Further updates on that. We're not not, uh, ready to uh, price or place orders on these yet, but uh, we got some uh, proof of concepts, or better than proof of concepts, I guess, uh, pictures up there. Um, they're not just JPEG uh, phone cases, Jimmy. No, no, they're they're real live phone cases. Amazing. Um, yeah, so uh, definitely a, a solid dusty. Um, thank you very much for, um, I hope I'm giving credit to the right guy. <laughs> just have so, such a hard time uh, keeping track. Yes, it is Solid Dusty Ty. He is uh, when he works at a company that, that makes these things, and it's a, they're very, uh, very pretty. So more about that as it becomes available. Excellent. Two-factor authentication, Jimmy. Lock up your ships. Have you, have you done that? Already done. Uh, very good. Me too. Um, not, so not for, terribly difficult. 
No, no. Um, uh, relatively simple. Um, you can get an app for your phone. There's o- other ways to do it, too. You can um, uh, set it up so that you receive an email that uh, gives you a code. Or, um, like I said, there's an app. Uh, there's an RSI app. There's also, you can use the Google Authenticator app. And I think there are other um, apps. Uh, I guess there's a standard protocol that, uh, that these um, things all are built to. So... I think pretty much any of them will work, uh, but you know they're all free, so so why not just go ahead and use the RSI one? Yeah, I was um, I was actually excited, um, and I know this is kind of silly, but I was actually excited for R- for the first official RSI app. Yeah, you know, so yeah. I that's I was like, well, no, that's that's hands down, that's what I'm doing, um, and and pretty easy to use. Um, I set set it up uh, both on my laptop and on my um, on my gaming PC, um, and. Uh, you know, two different two different platforms. One's a Mac. One's a uh, one's you know a PC, and um, worked fine. Worked worked great. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. So I mean, it's like we've got uh, some of us have uh, enough money uh, invested in uh, in these uh, these ships that uh, to lose them would hurt. Oh yeah, absolutely. And and the thing is, you know, if something if somebody hacked your account, um, you know, so I'm sure CIG would would do right by you. But it's it's the the stress and the frustration and the not knowing for however long it takes for them to resolve the issue, um, that would be that would be stressful, you know. Um, yeah, nobody wants to get hacked. Nobody wants all their stuff, you know, wiped out. That's a terrible thing. No one ever said, "Come jack my stuff." It's true. It's very true. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, now that's uh, let's get into the meat of it. Yes, uh, let's two- get into it. 2.5, Grim Hex, the Argo, 2.7, Expectations, Rumors, We Has Them. Oh, so much good stuff. 2.5 is going to contain a friable... A, fri- a friable, <laughs> huh? Wow. <laughs> a friable reliant, yes. Um, uh, be sure to use a, a lighter oil, though, because you, you don't want the... Uh, the uh, the flavor of the oil to overpower the ship because it's a very delicate ship. I think um, I think panko uh, breadcrumbs would be appropriate for frying a reliant. Yeah, as long as I can have some big Benny noodles with it, I'm good. Perfect. I'm carbo loading, Jimmy. All right. So um, it, the, anyway, it's going to be flyable in 2.5. That's fantastic because I think it's going to be a fun ship. I, I have one now. I, I can't remember exactly how it got in my hangar, but I knew I do have one now. Now this uh, is the the standard cargo variant, correct? Correct. The core. Right. Okay. Um, it's got um, great visibility. You know, I just like in in my hangar because it is in the hangar now, and I just uh, you know you climb in there and you can imagine kind of like the. Um, uh, the Auroras. Have you have you flown an Aurora? Uh, I have. All? Yeah, uh, quite yeah. some time ago. But yeah, great visibility. Um, you know, like especially when you're um, uh, spending a lot of time in ships like the Freelancer or the the uh, Starfarer or the Gemini. Um, you know, you you re- you realize that sometimes uh, windshield space is a, a at a premium. So oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think it's going to be fun from the just the the, the eye candy perspective to fly the ship, and uh, it also it has uh, room to bring along a friend. So I think it's going to be um, uh, a really uh, a fun ship just to do the stuff that we've already got access to right now. So um, very cool there, uh, Grim Hex. That I think is um, is uh, the OMG uh, of the well. It's one of uh, of multiple OMGs of the week. Uh, we have. It's going to be an entirely new location. It's going to be a place to spawn when you've been feeling naughty. Um, it's going to have new shops. Um, none of those annoying anti-littering laws because we know how how uh, 
how much those are, are uh, buzz kills. And it's messy. And it's beautiful. Every place is messy in the Star Citizen universe so far. Art Corp is well, messy. Um, uh, Alisar is messy. Yeah, yeah, he's trash all over the place. Yeah, in some places, like Korea's not messy. Except with bodies after we've been there. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, I think but, um, I think the thing that's really um, that that I'm most excited about so far with Grim Hex, aside from the obvious, I mean, you know, we all know, you know, how much I enjoy nefarious activity. Um, mm-hmm. So to have a place that I can call home is going to be really, really cool. But I think the thing I'm most excited for is the look. Um, you know, they've they've mentioned that it's going to have a very kind of Blade Runner esque neon type of look. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. um, from the, what I've seen of it, um, I think that's phenomenal. I think it's a really cool vibe. I'm excited to to get a very different feel in the Star Citizen verse. So um, yeah, I mean, you know, plus more shopping, 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 shopping. Yeah, yeah. Did you see that? There's one of the shops, and I forget the name of it, is actually run by a, a drug dealer, uh-huh. um, or is he a drug dealer or drug addict? Uh, but anyway, yeah, he lives in the back, like, and uh, I think like, like in an opium den kind of thing in the back. Yeah, yeah. and I think it's a. Um, I think that that is actually the clothing store. <laughs> nice, perfect. <laughs> yes. Um, boots. And there will be boots. Boots. Um, so there'll be new footwear, which is cool. Good boots are uh, essential. Mm-hmm. Uh, there will be some cool shirts. I saw some very rock and roll looking shirts there, um, which were kind of neat. Uh, didn't see much in the way of uh, pants, but that may just be something that they haven't announced or that they're not ready to announce yet. Now, I wonder, um, I don't know if you've heard anything about, uh, is that going to be a choice for you to spawn? So like when we log in to hit the universe button, and then it, you, you can either go to um, uh, our corp or to Port Alisar. Is Grimhex going to come up as an option there, or is it going to be, do you have to um, go out and get a wanted level, die, and then you will respawn there um, as a consequence? Good question. Um, I'm hoping that, uh, and from what I've seen in the video footage, uh, this is this is potentially accurate. Um, I'm hoping that it's going to be like Alasar in that you can fly up to it um, and fly away from it. Um, and then I would assume that it will uh, it would be another spawn point uh, or another spawn option on the menu, um, mm-hmm. since they're not quite ready to, to formally tie everything together yet. Now, is it going to now? I, this is a, something else I'm I'm kind of curious about. Is it going to be weapons free? Is, is there going to be an armatist zone um, around it, or when you come out of your Habicube, are you going to be fair game? Um, I, I don't really know how they're going to do it yet, but the the impression that I got is that there there will be areas, uh, alleys, and, and um, zones uh, where your weapons will be hot. Now, I don't know if that means the entire area, because that could be a problem if you're trying to actually do some shopping, um, or if it's going to be certain sections of the um, uh, of the structure. So I guess we're still TBD on that, but there will be um, live fire at somewhere in the station. They they talked about that specifically. Okay, because I, I know that uh, our birthday boy, uh, Mr. Dietrich, is uh, trying to get friends to uh, meet him there so that he can uh, perform scientific experiments upon them. Oh, lovely. Yeah, yeah. So we, we got that to look forward to. Um, well, good. And I, you know, so it's... Um, um, 
I, I think it's going to be. Um, I think that the level of detail is going to be better um, than it, we've experienced at uh, at uh, Port Olisar. Uh, I know that uh, Emory Switzer has been uh, doing the lighting on it, so I think it's going to uh, be a level of fidelity higher uh, than we uh, have seen at uh, Olisar or in Arc Corp. So. Um, thinking that it's going to be uh, just visually it's going to be um, a lot of fun and then also it's going to be um, uh, interesting to have a different place to spawn uh, now location I've heard rumors that it's going to be in the asteroid belt around Yella have yeah, you heard that? that that makes sense um, just looking at the uh, the flyby uh, in around the verse that seems like that's obviously where it's going to be and because it is in an asteroid. It's like in the side of an asteroid, Correct. right? It's like a big asteroid, but mm-hmm. it's, um, yeah, sir. All right. Well, looking forward, we're, we're getting that in 2.5. Yeah. Um, and ho- hope, hopefully very soon. It's, it's with QA now, um, uh, the 2.5, but we haven't heard, I don't know if it's going to the avocados or not, or if it's just going to come, go straight to the PTU. Have you heard anything about that? No, I haven't heard anything either way, um, but it does look like it's pretty close. We're pretty ready for prime time, so... I don't know. Um, where are we now? We're in the middle of uh, we're in the middle of July. Mm-hmm. So what's what's your prediction for two point five? Um, sometime this month. Uh, I I wouldn't be surprised. I would be surprised because I know that um, Gamescom is in less than a month now, right? Um, yes, Gamescom Gamescom is coming up soon. Yeah, I believe it's within a month, and I know that they want to. I've heard that they want to have uh, 2.5 playable by then, and then also have um, a, um, a, a preliminary version of 2.6 available for folks to play um, at the convention. So um, I would think, yeah, the end of this month, you know, to, to the PTU, maybe about a month from now to live. Yeah, well, the Gamescom is in exactly a month. It's August 17th. Okay, okay. Well, so I'll say, because um, you imagine it's going to go, although it may go through PTU a lot faster than the last one did just because it's not as big a um, change as uh, 2.3 to 2.4 was. Well, I'd, I'd like to think that now that they've got persistence in, um, even though that was a first pass and even though they're going to continue to expand upon it, um, I'd like to think that we're going to start to see updates moving um, at, a, at a slightly quicker pace. It seems like um, a fair number of uh, blockers are, are, are resolving themselves now, and um, hopefully we'll start to see things moving quicker. At least that's the impression that I'm getting from what I'm seeing coming out of CIG lately, is that they're ramping up to, to put more content out. Yeah, yeah, I think the... Um the rate of change, uh, at least as far as the the quality uh, or the the magnitude of the change, is is increasing. So yeah. All right. Well, the Argo that's also going to be in two point five, and this I don't think we've ever had before with a release, a concept sale, and it's not even really a concept sale, but the sale, the preliminary sale of a new ship, with it coinciding with the ship being flyable in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm going to just call it and say that this is a ship that is clearly part of Squadron 42. Oh, yeah. Clearly yeah, yeah. and obviously. And and I can almost guarantee that they were like, well, the ship's done. Um, let's just get it out there. 
Well, I think it was part of uh, one of the stretch goal polls, wasn't it? Um, where folks, people, anyway, people um, I, uh, expressed a, a great deal of interest for the ship. We uh, first saw it in the Morrow Tour video at CitizenCon last year. And um, it's kind of like a transport ship. Uh, it carries pods, Jimmy. Pods. Pads. Pads. And um, I, I guess its function is going to be dependent upon the kind of pod that it's carrying. Um, and uh, so, but it's, anyway, it's going to be going to go on sale and it's going to be flyable in 2.5. There are going to be three variants total, what they said, uh, or at least they have three planned variants now, two of which will be available at the time that the sale happens. Um, so, um, two of which I, I mean, or I, two that I'm hoping to see is um, a, a cargo variant um, and a, a search and rescue variant. Now, in the in the Morrow tour, um, the pod that uh, the ship is carrying is it has cargo in it, so that seems like uh, almost kind of a gimme. Um, and then search and rescue, I, it seems to me like that would be a fairly easy thing to implement in the verse uh, because or in the in the baby PU because essentially all it would be is there would be a pod floating out there that you had to go locate and you know hit the use prompt and then it would it would connect and then you know go find it bring it back right that sort of thing you know so um, uh, anyway uh, I'm looking for I'm hoping that that's one of them um, because I think it would tie in nicely with my medical uh, profession. So, well, it's interesting. Um, they they did say that that uh, the first profession that we're going to see is cargo hauling, and by default, uh, piracy and potentially smuggling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I'm curious. Um, you know, the the cargo hauling seems pretty self explanatory. Um, piracy seems pretty self explanatory because if somebody is hauling cargo, you're going to want to take it. Um, mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So they're they're kind of um, naturally um, they they naturally kind of go hand in hand. Um, mm-hmm. And I can't you know piracy isn't really going to require a lot of mechanics. Um, it's really going to require more tools. You know, um, mm-hmm. and the same is at least initially for cargo. It's not really going to require a, a lot other than the actual cargo to move from point A to point B. But the mm-hmm. real question for me is, okay, that's all great, and that all makes sense. You're going to put cargo out, and then by default you'll have cargo and you'll have piracy. But where is smuggling going to play into that? There's going to need to be some sort of contraband system um, that allows for – otherwise you're not really smuggling anything. You're simply hauling cargo. So, Well, maybe you have to – maybe if you're smuggling, you have to be able to evade um, the uh, – uh, what, what are they called? The uh, advocacy, the police ships, um, the one, the ones that are always shooting at Dietrich because he's naughty. Well, those are those uh, are the local militia that's patrol, uh, local patrols. But um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the thing is, you know, if if there isn't some sort of contraband system, if there aren't, if you're not, because the thing is, if what are you hauling that's illegal, you know? And they've talked about the fact that some. Items will be legal in some systems and illegal in other systems, but then they've also very loosely talked about narcotics in the game. Uh, they've uh, talked about um, all manner of nefarious item. So the question is, when they do release cargo, are they also going to release contraband items? Uh, so that's the thing I'm most curious about. And and they said very pointedly, um, you know, the first profession is professions are going to be cargo hauling, piracy, and smuggling. So. Well, I- 
I think that a lot of this initially to start is going to be role played. Um, it, oh, I agree. And, it's, I, and I think I think that is basically you're going to have you know just bare bones mechanics. You're going to have a ship that will go out and pick up a box and in one place and then take it some other place and drop it off. Now, how you how you role play that you know with you know in the in the game. Um, or how the mission is, is flavored determines whether or not it's cargo, whether it's smuggling, or whether it's uh, piracy. You know, so I mean, it's um, so like for example, if it's cargo, you know, you, you can just imagine take this, deliver it there, come back. Uh, if it's um, uh, smuggling, say, okay, we need you to go over here and, and pick this up. We need you to avoid uh, the police um, and get it over to this other place. Um, so you need to bring along some friends that are willing to, to uh, shoot the uh, authority ships. Uh, for, um, uh, uh, what was the other one? Um, uh, smuggling. Piracy, uh, cargo, and uh, smuggling. For piracy, um, you just need to get some friends, and you go out and you say, okay, go ahead and blow up this NPC ship, bring back the, uh, the box that drops. Mm-hmm. Well, I, but I'm also wondering how much of that is also going to be because the thing is, at the end of the day, what, what a lot of, of I think Star Citizen is is driving towards is um, not necessarily actual mechanics per se uh, in the traditional sense. I think that you're absolutely right in that it is going to be a lot of uh, role playing, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's based on the tools that they provide. You know what I mean? Like. Um, they're going to provide ships and weapons and, and you know, the dra- whole Drake line is geared towards how can a player be creative with piracy. So um, with cargo hauling, yeah, I think you're right. I think that maybe initially we will see just kind of randomly generated missions take item from point A to point B. But then they've also talked about things like cargo Olympics. They've talked about offloading and unloading car- cargo. They've talked about uh, picking up missions uh, from various locations. So, you know, uh, and also player driven cargo hauling. Uh, they've talked about packing and unpacking cargo. Uh, mm-hmm. So you know you've got to wonder if that's the case. You know, are they going to um, are they going to have um, um, items that are are illegal? Uh, well, I, I think that they are going to, but the question is when. Well, I, I think at, at the first cut, the, the, what we may see in two point five or two point six is going to be just completely bare bones. Oh yeah, absolutely. Pick up the box. Move the box. What, what's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? Um, but yes, but I think that you know because I know what when ter- we've kind of gotten ahead of ourselves here. But what Tony was saying in the most recent ATV was you know about those three things, um, uh, the um, uh, um, the cargo, the the piracy, and the smuggling. Uh, but uh, so I don't think that that you need necessarily a um, a, a separate variant for each of those. It seems like that you would need um, uh, just the cargo variant would handle all three of those, um, but you may need something a little bit different for search and rescue, um, just because it's it's going to be um, uh, essentially it's a medical ship, right? Or um, I, I don't know, but I, I think you know first first pass we're going to get something very bare bones where the differences in the um, theme of the mission is going to be just context, is just textual. It's right, not going right, to be. Right. It's not going to be mechanical. There's not going to be separate tools at this point. It's just going to be uh, the way that uh, uh, that it's uh, it's stated in the in the flavor text. Yeah. Sounds All about right. right. 
All right. Um, uh, and then 2.7. I know now Chris talked a little bit about um, something to do with um, uh, down the road in what uh, uh, sadness, uh, the last 10 for the chairman, it seems like. Um, and uh, so the uh, the rumor for 2.7 is that it's going to bring a, us a much bigger system to play in. And uh, it's going to be where we get our first exposure to procedural planets. Oh, that's amazing. So, now, I, I think some folks are, are, uh, are predicting that we may see this uh, in time for uh, CitizenCon. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it probably depends on when we get 2.5 and then also um, uh, how, how many changes uh, go into 2.6. I mean, I don't know how, what kind of groundwork they need to put into the engine uh, before they're ready to go with procedural planets. But, right. Um, uh, so when, we don't know. Soon, TM. Uh, that's... Uh, that's likely uh, likely when, but um, you know it has been such a long time. Last time we chatted, Jimmy, we were uh, we were all a buzz. Get it <laughs> about the dragonfly? Yeah. So um, uh, since then, just real quick, we had uh, a couple of Q and As. I thought there were some interesting questions there. Um, since the dragon hot fly, since the dragonfly hovers above the ground, can it also hover over water and other terrestrial surfaces? And what they said is yes. We're definitely targeting the ground mode for the dragonfly to be capable of all-terrain travel. You'll still want to be mindful of where it's flying, since though bodies of water should be fine, more hazardous substances could cause impacts to performance. So I guess, I guess you you know. You can't just go and float above a like a lava field and um, you know or like a lake of acid or something right and and not suffer. But um, anyway, I think that that's I think it's going to be a really really valuable ship to have in your hangar or in in the back of one of your larger ships. Absolutely. I, think that, I don't think anybody's going to be sorry that they have uh, one or uh, seven, <laughs> one of, of, or of, more. Yeah, of these. Um, and then somebody else asked, uh, the Dragonfly will have a cargo capacity of one standard cargo unit. Will it be possible to increase this capacity by removing the second seat in order to add another cargo compartment? And what they said is the, the one standard cargo unit value is already including the use of the second seat as an additional saddlebag. So right now, if you want to uh, go riding around with a friend, you're going to have two quarter standard cargo unit containers mounted on the uh, the rear sides of the um, Dragonfly. If you give your friend the boot, then you can replace him or her with an optional uh, half standard cargo unit container uh, instead of the rear seat. Interesting. So um, I wish I had a better you know, uh, notion in my mind what it is that a standard cargo, cargo unit entails. I mean, is it, you know, is it big enough to put you know, a couple sacks of groceries? Is it big enough to carry, like, um, you know, uh, I don't know, uh, you know... One, tent, shot, one shotgun? No, it's got to be bigger than that. It's got to be, you know, it, I mean, I don't know, is it a 55-gallon drum? Is it, you know, is it a... Um, a I don't know. I just, I, I have no concept in my mind what that looks like. So I just, I'm, I'm looking forward to... Um, Getting getting a sense of, of what it means in um, practicals in practical terms. Yeah, totally. Yep. Um, then a, a sadness question uh, to round out the first uh, part of the Q and A. Can the passenger also face forwards? And the answer is no. The rider will always be seated back to back with the pilot. So it's going to be Siamese twins or nothing, Jimmy. Wow. 
Yeah. Although, you know, that can be kind of fun. I, I used to, I used to have a Subaru Brat. Do you remember remember the Subaru Brat? No, I don't. That sounds like a ridiculous vehicle, though. It, it was. It was a little pickup. It was like the Subaru's little tiny pickup. It was, you know, um, a tiny little little vehicle. But it had these plastic seats in the back with seat belts and headrests and arm, you know, like pistol grip things to hold on to um, in the back of the, the bed uh, facing backwards. And it was it was a really fun vehicle. Um, um, and then I drove it into a river. Um, so that sucked. As, as one does with a brat. As, as one does in their 20s, yeah. Um, can the... Um, and then in the second uh, Q&A, we got some more questions. Can the dragonfly maneuver or fly, fly while in compact mode? Because you remember, uh, Jimmy, uh, it's, it has a couple of modes. Compact mode and then um, I guess it, it expands for flyable mode. Was, wasn't there... Wasn't there it was compact mode, uh, space mode, and, uh, and land ground mode. ground mode, yeah. Ground mode, Okay. Um, and they said uh, that they are still operable in compact mode, but would be restricted to precision flight speeds until they have been fully deployed into either space or ground modes. Aha, you see, it's right there. So I didn't expect that. So you'd be able to, like, you know, climb onto it and jockey it around, I guess, in the in the cargo hold of your ship. Yeah, that makes that's, sense. Kind of, it's kind of cool. similar to um, the uh, the speed uh, or relative to the speed of uh, ships when they first take off. Yeah, the yeah, the, so. the low uh, the low gear mode, <laughs> dude. I mean, I, I I definitely in my Starfarer, I already have enough room for for bumper dragon flies, bumper bumper flies. Mm-hmm. That would be that would be cool. We need to do that. Um, <laughs> and then uh, one last question: uh, Will you be able to tow anything? We discussed this uh, last time uh, too. Uh, tow anything behind the dragonfly? Uh, for example, salvage support. Salvage support. Um, and the answer is, we're actively looking into low-speed operations of a handheld tractor beam for the rider, but not in the sense of a deployed tow cable or trailer hitch behind the Dragonfly. Okay. So that that sucks. I mean, it, it doesn't. I mean, that doesn't. It seems like it should be able to haul one standard cargo unit behind it. You know. Or, well, or, I, I would I would think that um, with the the tractor beam. That you should be able to haul one large cargo container, you know, um, or well, no, I see we don't know the sizes, so a, a variation of a container, a small, medium, or large container, however those break out, um, yeah. I would think that you would be able to kind of tow that from one ship to another. Yeah, yeah, I, but I mean, you know, I think you know that you should be able to like a, like a helicopter has you know the stretchers on the side. Uh huh. You know, you, it should be able to. You know, you should be able to mount stuff like that on there. I mean, it doesn't seem unreasonable that that something that size. I mean, sure, you maybe have diminished speed or what have you, but I don't know. But I, you know, I and here here it is. I'm saying, you know, Jimmy, calm down. The Argo is going to have real basic, you know, stuff to launch. So, uh-huh. I, I, my Dragonfly, I want everything now. Yeah, uh-huh, exactly. Everything now. All right. Um, so anyway, that's um, excited, I, and I, I haven't heard anything about when it might be flyable. Though we've seen, and I forget which show it was, uh, them flying it around in a white box version. Uh-huh. So I, I, I don't know if it's going to come out with the caterpillar. If we have to wait for the caterpillar, or if it could uh, become flyable even sooner than that. Um, we know that the caterpillar is not coming in two point five, two point six. I don't know the the. Uh, 
the final touches on it uh, sure look um, uh, done, but uh, you know, I don't, I don't know what, what else uh, they have it, to do. It could very well be a surprise, like the Argo. You know, they they may. Um, it, it's more than likely we won't see it in two point five, but that might be one of the reasons why they're not discussing two point six. Because they did, we get well, because they did jump right from two point five to two point seven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we haven't heard anything about two point six. Maybe we'll get it uh, hangar ready in two point five. Um, and then uh, flyable in two point six. Let's I, go with that. I would, I, yeah, I agree. And I, I would also guess that um, two point six is going to be more of a um, more of a back end patch mm-hmm. for procedural uh, for uh, for planetary uh, procedurally generated planets. So uh, I, I don't. I, I have a feeling that two point six won't have a lot of uh, shock and awe, but it'll have a lot more under the hood stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and hopefully. You know, maybe we'll even see cargo um, in 2.6. Maybe we'll see, you know, under the hood advancements, um, you know, the implementation of cargo and the um, Caterpillar. That, fine by me. I think that would be a nice patch for 2.6 CIG if you're listening. They must be. How could they not? Of course. Everybody listens to the show, right? <laughs> mm, <laughs> no. Monthly studio report for June came out. It's got words, 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 and pictures. Uh, lots of cool stuff in there uh, about Grim Hex and uh, the Bengal, my personal favorite. Um, so, Jimmy, if you go to uh, picture 11 of 17. Uh huh. Are you there? Scrolling. Scrolling, scrolling. That's, scrolling. by the way, to the listening audience, that's Gleep uh, stro- uh, scrolling, not me. Yeah. What's up with that guy standing behind Brian Chambers? Uh, looking. I don't know what you're talking about. Guy standing behind Brian Chambers. Are you looking at 11 of 17? I guess. I lost count. Well, well, it's it's on the bottom left of the screen, Jimmy. Hold on, let me recount. Well, you don't have to count. Are we, are we counting the uh, CIG, uh, the, the very first banner? No, 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 no. Just click on one of the pictures and then, and then toggle through. Oh. It's technology. It's friendly. Technology be damned. <laughs> Luddite. Pleb. <laughs> okay. What am I looking at now? The guy standing behind Brian Chambers. What about him? It's the walking dude. The walking dude. I have no idea what you're talking about. All right, those of you playing the home game, write us at comms at firstcast.org. Maybe you're seeing what I'm seeing. I'm frightened. I need a hug. You know about the walking dead dude? No. Because <laughs> <laughs> that dude looks like he's from the walking dead. All right. You know, and Jimmy, you may have heard that you can't have too many friends, but that's not necessarily true. (laughs) It turns out that one of the limitations of how uh, the website is set up now is that you can only have 250 contacts. 
Um, so when we have people uh, join the organization, I always add them as a contact so that we can hook up in game and play. Uh-huh. And it always, uh, when you click on follow, it always tells me, hey, you're now following this, uh, this cool person who wants to be your friend. And then um, it stopped actually doing it for realsies after number 250. Really? So. Did, it, did it give you any, um, any indication that that was no longer an option, that you had reached your limit? Nope. Nope, because and the only way that I figured it out is because I was trying to play with um, with somebody who had recently joined the org, and it said, "No, you're not following this person." And so I went and um, I forget where it was that I actually found it. I was able to generate an error message, but then uh, I, by doing a little bit of backtracking, I was able to uh, figure out that number two hundred and fifty, I was still following them. Number two fifty one, not following. So um, anyway, uh, hope. Hopefully, this is going to be addressed in Orgs 2.0, or I, I don't even know what uh, their Turbulent is calling the uh, the updated tools, but I have heard uh, mention, I don't know if it was in reverse in one of the Reverse the Verses or on one of the shows, that, that they are uh, making changes and that uh, uh, they've got a, a prototype working on the next iteration. Um, so hopefully something that will allow us to have more than uh, 250 friends, because Damn it, Jimmy, that's not enough. Well, absolutely, especially when uh, you are the leader of an organization. Yeah, yeah. How, how are you going to manage people that you can't follow? Yeah, no, absolutely. All right. Well, um, and speaking of Around the Verse, uh, we had uh, a bunch of them since last time. Uh, in uh, the in 2.37, uh, we had uh, Loremaker's Guide to the Galaxy. Uh, they took a look at the Retor system with Will Weissbaum. And, uh, uh, Jimmy, this was the last time, actually, that Loremakers was uh, uh, on ATV. Um, it's kind of like the Bug Smashers. It's got its own short uh-huh. show now. Which, so we, I uh, love that, by the way. Grats to uh, the folks on Loremakers. Um, uh, uh, they got their own show now, and so uh, definitely check that out. Um, I believe they're they, like, coming out like monthly now, or I don't, I don't, know, I don't know what the, the periodicity of it, but... Uh, uh, definitely um, uh, keep a, an eye on the Comlink page because whenever they have a new episode, uh, they post it there. Then we've had uh, three uh, installments of episode 100 of ATV. Uh, uh, there's got a new format uh, in the uh, in the first uh, episode. Uh, we got a look at the new female player character being developed, and we got a tour of the new LA office from the man himself, Mr. Chris Roberts. And uh, some folks are saying that we got a leak of the new and improved Hornet. Um, I'm kind of skeptical. As, as he was, did you see it as he was cruising through uh, uh, the uh, the rows of uh, of workstations there? No, I didn't. Uh, yeah, somebody uh, said that uh, that that there was a screenshot or on somebody's screen was uh, the new Hornet, but it was so fast, and um, uh, I don't think there was anything uh, really. Uh, substantive to it uh, but in episode um, part two of 100 I guess it'd be 100.2 um, oh my god we got a uh, foundry 42 foundry 42 tour given by um, Aaron Roberts with a supposed leak of upcoming ships both known and unknown and uh, this was based upon some scribblings on a whiteboard that got shown during the tour um, again I remain skeptical but um, oh my God, the Bengal! Um, if you have not seen this episode of Ship Shape, you need to run. Don't walk to your nearest viewing device and get this into your eyeballs. Um, it's really Im- gonna- impressive technology. I mean, it really is. It's just crazy. 
you're going to be able to fit an Idris inside the Bengal. Yeah, that's madness. <laughs> you're not going to be able to fly it in. Well, you somebody is going to try. Um, of but, course. Uh, you will not be able to fly one in and have it r- arrive in one piece. But uh, if you had all the parts, you could assemble one uh, inside the, uh, the, uh, the Bengal. Um, and that totally makes sense. But uh, B- Zane Bien, uh, he discussed also uh, a UI development. And wow, that, I mean, what we, what we have in the cockpit now is nothing compared to what is, uh, is coming up for us. The, I, mean, I am so excited about that. I'm really happy to see them kind of, like, I, I get the whole virtual overlay, and I like that idea. But the, but the, the monochrome, the, the blue and white, is is a, mm-hmm. a little tough, you know. So yeah. to see something with that level of depth and that level of color, um, I think that they also showed kind of a sneak peek of what the star map would look like in game as well. Um, and if that's kind of the direction that they're going, then uh, that's amazing, you know. And they, they had also talked about the revamp of the Moby Moby Glass as well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean a little bit of, a little bit more um, depth and a little bit more uh, user friendly. Uh, or a little bit more intuitive uh, uh, OS for the game, um, for the ships, and for the Moby glasses is definitely needed. And what I saw looked phenomenal. Yeah, it, it's really, really impressive. So definitely, if you haven't seen it, check out that episode. And then in 100.3, we got uh, Austin. Um, there's going to be a new patching system. Or uh, there is a new patching system that's in test now. So uh, every time there's an update, you won't have to download, uh, you know, the entire thing all over again. You uh, or um, as much. Uh, we don't have to download the whole thing now, but I think I forget how it's set up. But any any data block that gets affected, you have to re-download that. But they're going to uh, streamline that process. Um, and as I think we mentioned earlier, we got to look at Emory Switzer's work on the Grim Hex. Uh, Rob Reiniger uh, talked about the where and the what of shopping there at Grim Hex, and I, that's where we got introduced to um, the clothing store run by the um, the casual gentleman. Uh, Josh Coons talked about the um, I, I can't remember uh, Jimmy, what ship was that? Um, let's see, let's see. Um, is it a um, um, Hello, that that was your lead-in. Hello, hello. Oh, I'm sorry, I was lost in um, uh, in game show music trivia. You didn't you didn't see that that, that hanging out there over the plate for you to hit out of the park? Ah, uh, no, I didn't hit it out of the park. Swing, batter, 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 swing. Jimmy, talk about the Drake Herald now. <laughs> I like making it hard for you sometimes. Um, I know you do. The, the, absolutely fantastic. Um, it was the first time that we got a really good look at um, the uh, interior of the ship, and it's exactly what I hoped it would be. Um, it, it's funny, when I do my show Quantum Drive, I, in my mind's eye, I picture si- sitting um, at that uh, computer console that they've got um, midway uh, inside the ship. Um, and then they've got like a small creature comfort, uh, you know, small cabin at the very back end of it. So, yeah, I'm really, really excited. Uh, I'm really excited for the ship to be in hangar. I'm really curious as to what they're going to do with info running, though. I just like, uh, you know, it basically impress me because I don't have any ideas. I mean, I've got some like ideas of how what I would like to see, like hijacking data and whatnot. But I just don't know what their plan is. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. 
Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think that that's one of those things that's specific to tools that they create to um, uh, construct the minigame around. Right, exactly. And and what kind of tools are they going to be? You know, are you going to be able to steal data? Are you going to be able to, um, you know, transmit data great distances? Um, will there be uh, missions that allow for you to um, to take that data and sell it? Will you be able to hack in other people's Moby glasses, um, you know, just to get, you know, if somebody discovers a, a new jump point, um, is, is it possible that you can, um, you can steal that information? So, question. I have a lot. Well, you just haven't you haven't got the design doc yet. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, so that, that's what you that's what you need for that. That's true. Is the design doc need a design doc for smuggling and a design doc for info running, please, CIG, if you're listening. Well, speaking of ta-da, Tony Zervek, um, he's been busy doing other stuff, Jimmy. It's true. Get to your design doc when he has time. It's true. Um, he talked about Levski. He talked about subsumption. Um, and uh, hey, Jimmy, I think we've already discussed this. He said that uh, cargo is confirmed. It's going to be the first occupation, uh-huh. mining and salvage after that. Um, so uh, I think we talked about the cargo along with the piracy and the smuggling uh, being part of the, the first iteration. Mining and salvage down the road. Um, uh, important to remember, uh, kind of back to our conversation about you know what tools we're going to have uh, for a lot of these things like the mining and the salvage it we aren't going to need necessarily need a mining or salvage ship in order to do that there will be things that we will be able to do just standing on a planet or floating EVA well I think that are was well, I think he said that initially the plan was to roll it out small and and have it be kind of a handheld device um, just right. for the initial rollout. Right, no, no ship, no ship required. Right. So, yeah. So you know, like people are saying, well, you know, if when they release mining, that means the Orion's going to be ready, right? No, that's not what that. Means. Yeah, no, not necessarily. It doesn't mean that the prospector has to be done. You know, I mean, it just it means that they're they're going to give you a shovel and they're going to drop you on a rock with a bucket and say, here, fill this. We'll come back and get you. <laughs> Um, and uh, perhaps the most exciting thing I think that Tony uh, mentioned uh, is uh, that we're going to have a service beacon, which is going to allow us to transact for services with other players uh, via the Moby Glass. Uh, we were playing um, uh, the other night, and uh, as happens from time to time, somebody got sucked out of an airlock, and um, we spent the next uh, 20 minutes trying to find them. And, you know, we were doing the thing where, no, turn a little bit to the left, turn a little bit to the right. No, I can see you, but, oh, you're getting farther away. It's tough to do in, in three dimensions. Yeah, absolutely. You, you really need some sort of home and be- homing beacon. Yeah, that would be really, really handy. But anyway, um, Tony Zervik, amazing. I didn't realize that he actually um, uh, ran a, a hedge fund or had some sort of a role in designing or manage, creating a, a hedge fund. Um, so uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a big brain. Um, uh, doesn't need to be doing this, doesn't need the money, um, but he's, um, is, uh, I guess, one of those uh, creative minds that is... Uh, gets drawn to projects like this and um i mean he's um he's he's good and i think we uh, we should all be uh, happy that he's on board I, so, absolutely um so anyway um Mar, definitely check that out uh, the subsumption and all that stuff that's that's uh, a lot more complicated than we can uh, um we have time nor uh, intellectual capacity uh to explicate here smart ai is smart <laughs> smart um, and then, as I mentioned before, we got our last uh, 10 for the chairman. Um, 
Uh, someone asked, uh, if someone tries to break into your locked ship, will you get a notification of some sort? And what Chris said is, yeah, as long as you aren't too far away, you will receive an alert on your Moby Glass. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. And then somebody else asked, will AI opponents be smart enough to run away when they are beaten, or will they always fight to the death? And what Chris said is, yes, they will bring, they will be bringing the eye to AI. Um, and so I think this is really good, especially when engaging larger groups of NPCs. It will make the strategy much more interesting in that you don't always have to plan to defeat every last NPC. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like we, we played MMOs before where it's like, okay, we get jumped by a band of, of, uh, of kobolds, so we have to kill every single one. You know, like the last one. Uh-huh. You know, is just as hell bent on on killing uh, your entire party as the first one. Yeah, and so. if your entire clan or your entire org or your entire guild is 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 annihilated by three people questing to go do something, turn around and run away. Yeah, yeah. So it's gonna it's gonna make it, I think, more like a chess game. Um, it's it's gonna be. Um, there, you're going to have a, a situation where uh, uh, at some point. One side or the other will know. I have very little chance of winning, so right. um, the, the the best thing to do is to resign. You know, so I like this, and uh, also make mention that, that uh, uh, the uh, Loremaker's Guide to the Galaxy did the Terra system. So definitely check that out with uh, Sherry Heiberg and Adam Weiser. Uh, Terra, that's kind of like our home, isn't it? A little bit. Well, you know, uh, the Terra system is uh, is uh, basically uh, uh, Soul or you know Earth's system, uh, Soul two point Is it? I yeah. thought Terra was 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 a similar system, but not Earth. Uh, well, it has a super Earth, um, and there's great debate between um, like Terra. Terra wants to be uh, basically Earth. They want to kind of take that mantle away um, as the center, of, quote unquote, the center of the universe. Didn't right, but of, of humankind? Yeah. Okay, all right. I, I'm not the lore master. That's you. That's true. I'm going to take your word. All right. All right. So we got some RTVs, too. Um, and I think we should mention that um, that they are changing all the video content. I think we made an allusion to that. Right. Allusion to it earlier. Uh, that uh, uh, Ten for the Chairman isn't coming back, at least not in its uh, current iteration or current form, and that they're... Um, Will be um, um, ATV is, is likely to stay similar as uh, to the last three episodes. The last three episodes, one hundred. Um, uh, so they're they're likely to start doing like one office per episode rather than having you know a, a three minute report from each office. They're going to give them a month to construct a, a, a report, and then uh, they're also likely to do RTV in um, uh, to rotate the locations. And the hosts uh, there. So um, anyway, big changes with the uh, the subscriber uh, sponsored content. So we're looking forward to see how how that seeing how that evolves. Um, definitely, we I'm, I'm kind of used to the way things are now. It makes it easy to plan for the show. But uh, well, I, I I would agree with folks who have said that it has kind of to a, a little bit kind of gotten stale. So well, that um, that and the fact that I think you know as they're ramping up for bigger and bigger releases, um, as Squadron Forty Two drops, as as the Persistent Universe, um, you know, it's like I said earlier, it seems like they've really kind of gotten over a number of major blockers and so there's going to be more time dedicated to you know getting the game done yes yeah i think they're they're using they're using their time uh smarter Mm -hmm. so they're working working smarter which you know makes sense because um you know folks often criticize 
the um, uh, the company for um, having you know for the game having been in development for four years because it started in 2012. But I think what, what a lot of times gets missed is that in 2012 they started building the company. You know, you know at the same time that they're trying to build a game. I think we're at the point now where the company is pretty much built out. I know they're still adding staff in different locations and balancing, you know, who does what where, but uh, but that's you know that's sort of an ongoing thing always. Uh, but you know, up to this point, they've been you know trying to gear up to have a company to actually build the game. You know, games like like GTA Five. I mean, Rockstar has been there for what, 15 years now? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you, you've so already they got haven't had, the infrastructure. Yeah, you've already got the in- infrastructure in place. Right. So um, I think that um, uh, that maybe part of what we're seeing here with a realignment of, uh, of uh, content has to do with um, they have the infrastructure in place to where the people they've hired are actually able to do more of their job. You know, in the past, it would be they would have people and it's like, okay, your job is going to be to do this, but you have to wait for this other stuff to happen first before you can actually do your job. So even even beyond that, I mean, it's like you know, a, a lot of people love it, like that. That's like the the tagline that brings people to um, you know news articles, or, you know, or or the theme that people like to throw out there. And I'm not I'm not saying it's clickbait, but a lot of people like to say you know the forever in development or the extremely long development time, and it's like that's not accurate. You know, and and the thing mm-hmm. is, and not only is it not entirely accurate, um, you know, I think that when when a game is in the public eye like this, when it's open development, it feels a lot longer than it actually is. Because when you do development behind closed doors, people kind of set it and forget it. You know, they go, "Oh, that game's coming out in five years. Great, I'll I'll pay attention when an article comes out, or I'll pay attention in three and a half years when you know when their website goes live, or when they start actually really kind of you know showing content." And, you know, I think the fact that it is an open development makes it seem like it's longer than it is, you know, because you expect, you know, these grand patches every single month. And it's like, it's just not how it works. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that that's absolutely right. So um, it's a it's a bold new world. It's a brave. new Yeah. World. And and when you're you're building a company, as you mentioned earlier, when you're putting infrastructure in place and when you're developing something that most publishers wouldn't touch because of the work involved in doing it, it's going to take a little longer. Absolutely. All right. Well, so def- we had some RTVs. Definitely uh, check them out. Um, uh, they are always uh, fun. Uh, just if, if for no other reason, just to look at Lando. And speaking of games that um, are uh, just about to come out, uh, Jimmy, did you know that uh, No Man's Sky has gone gold? Yeah, no, that's great for that team. I mean, it's such a small team um, to be able to put uh, together such a powerhouse, uh, you know, out the gate is great. I hope the game does well. You know, I know that um, my wife is very excited for it. Um, She's really looking forward to exploration. And it's something that I'm interested in trying on console. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, you know, and it appears that a large part of the delay had to do with the word sky. <laughs> really? Yeah, there was, I guess there's some telecom company that has the word sky. Is it sky? Maybe that's their company name. Anyway, they um, uh, there was a, a legal battle over use of the word sky, like it was some sort of a trademark infringement. And I guess, actually, this company has done this before. 
uh, because uh, Microsoft OneDrive actually used to be called SkyDrive. Oh, wow. Remember, remember that. And so uh, they were able to force Microsoft to change the name of their uh, their cloud service. I, that's that's crazy to me. I mean, if, if the game is called No Man's Sky, it's not just called Sky. I, I'm assuming that they won that uh, that battle, right? Yes. Because they haven't changed the name to No Man's Space. No Man's OneDrive. No. <laughs> One Man's, yeah. No Man's Drive. No Man's <laughs> Universe. Yeah. Yeah. Hello? I'm still here. Oh, okay. Was that an awkward silence? We haven't had an awkward silence in forever. I, I think it was. Impressive. Hey, we remember how to do that. Impressive. <laughs> All right. Well, we have uh, come up against it. Uh, we're hoping for 2.5 soon. Please, 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 I do need my Reliant. Uh, go to Engine.com. They are the quick, easy, and free solution for hosting your community website. That's E-N-J-I-N.com. Thank you, Ronald Jenkins, for letting us use your music. Check him out at RonaldJenkins.com. Be sure to check out Star Citizen The Base Radio at radio.starcitizenbase.com where you can find a broadcast of one of our shows every Saturday afternoon. This show is now available on the Google Play Music. You can get it on the Google Play Music app for Android, iPhone, and on the interwebs for your computer. You can reach the podcast by email. Reach us at comms at versecast.org. On the Twitters, we are at Versecast. Be sure to use the hashtag TGWS. Our RSI Star Citizen organization can be found at robertspaceindustries.com slash org slash Versecast. Please upvote us there on the RSI Community Hub in the Podcast and Deep Space Radar sections. Links are in the show notes. On Steam, we are those guys with ships. And please do be sure to check out our gaming community website. It is versecast.org. Say goodnight, Gracie. My name is Gleep, and all my contact information is in the show notes. Jimmy? Uh, you can find me most chatty over at Twitter, at Jimmy Croker. Uh, you can find me every Thursday night, 9 p.m., and Saturday, 1 p.m., PST, hosting my uh, show on the base called Quantum Drive. It's a mix Yay. of uh, lore and music, and uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's where you can find me. Of course, all of my other contacts are uh, in the uh, show notes as well, and feel free to email me. All right. Until next time, then, for he's a jolly good fellow, for he's a jolly good fellow, for he's a jolly good fellow, which nobody can deny. <laughs> Happy birthday, We Detroit. are those guys with ships, and this has been the Versecast. See you guys. See ya! I think Dietrich's going to be mildly creeped out by my uh, Marilyn Monroe birthday. Gosh, I hope so. Which is... <laughs> me too. If anybody deserves a good creeping... That's true. That's true.